hey, hey, welcome back to Extra Shot of Leadership. Kimberly, what is happening over there? <laughs> you crack me up. Man, the weather, I, you know, this is lame-o, lame-o to start out with weather, but the no, weather is phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. I feel like I live in California. Yes, it's <laughs> lovely. It's like it's time to get outdoors, yeah. time to get outside, even Active. socially distanced, but get outside. I'm mm-hmm. all with it. Let's do it. Man, I am loving the sunshine. I mean, Me after too. that cuckoo crazy weather we had here in Texas a few weeks ago. Yes, the so. weather event mm-hmm. or the winter weather event, whatever we want to yeah, call it. It's got me feeling a little spunky today. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about? I want to hear this one. I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm jazz. I got a lot of energy. I slept good. I ate my Wheaties this morning and I'm like, <laughs> let's go. All right. Well, listen, there's this thing that it's a buzz. It is a buzz out on LinkedIn. And I was like, we've got to talk about this, like, what is the big deal about empathy? I feel oh, like yeah. every time I open up LinkedIn, there is an article about empathy. There is a, a quote quote about empathy. <laughs> there is somebody talking about empathy on a video, and I'm like, why the buzz? Yeah. So I just feel like we need to talk about it. I'm like, that must be a really good topic. So what do you think it is and all of that? Yeah, I'm with you. Empathy and leadership, or mm-hmm. maybe it's just empathy and relationships. But uh, yeah, we probably, it's a little bit of both, I would assume. Yeah. But let's, okay, I like it. Let's start off with what is our <laughs> definition? What do we think it means or what does it mean to us? Sure. I think for me, it's really thinking about the other person, the ability to put yourself in the other person's shoes and think about how they are experiencing whatever it is, their world, if you will. Uh-huh. And uh, that's an ability. I, I think that there is a skill and ability behind that. Some of us are just better at it. And some of us need a little bit of work at it. But I, I do think that we can get to a place of being empathetic and, and understanding and forgiving almost is, is some sometimes what I think about it. What about you? What what comes to mind for you when you think of empathy? For a definition. I got to tell you, my definition has changed over several years of leadership. And I think when I was first starting out in my leadership, you would say the word empathy to me and I might just roll my eyes like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Because (laughs) for me, it was like this mushy, gushy, I have got to feel the way they feel. And I've got to compensate in some way because of the way somebody feels. And I was just like, oh my gosh, can't we just all get to work? Yeah, drama. You felt drama. drama. Yeah. And it just, and I really had never thought about it. Yeah. So I'm going to say I was naive in my leadership and in my empathy. Yeah. And then as I've grown and as I've matured in my leadership and just matured, period, I see it differently. And I see how much there is a need for it. And for me, it is kind of exactly what you were describing, being able to understand someone, being able to kind of feel what they're feeling, even though it may be different from the way I feel, but feel what they're feeling. And then even maybe a little step further of just being able to connect with them. And so, yeah, I feel like it's it's grown into something that I feel used to be like a check the box. Okay, I was empathetic in that conversation to I have a need to be empathetic now and I want to be more empathetic because it helps me in my leadership. I like that. I hear, uh, you know, your comment about connecting, right? There, there's a spectrum for you when you think about empathy and I think listening is a component. But what I, I liked in your, you know, what you said is you're getting to a true connection because... You know, I'm sitting there thinking, when am I empathetic and what what am I doing in order to be empathetic? And listening is a huge component of that. 
And will I ever get to connection? And you may not. Yeah. You may just be able to understand. Yeah. Or you might be able to go a little bit deeper and actually connect. Yeah. And that takes some time, right? It takes some true commitment to the relationship and time to one another in in order to really feel this. But all right. So then, you know, I sit there and I say these words and I'm like, I'm a little bit like you where it's like, oh, my goodness, how does that apply to me being a leader and, and running a team? And, you know, the one thing that just kind of hits me over the head is I think back, you know, as a child growing up and I I think about my own father and what he did. And, you know, the question I would ask you, you and I are somewhat similarly aged. And I think about how would your dad respond if you had said, dad, you just got to be a little more empathetic, (laughs) right? If the way you're running your business or the way you're running your team, it just takes a little more empathy, dad. What do you think your dad would do? Because I can tell you what my dad would do. I think he would do exactly what I did in my earlier career. <laughs> Maybe a little rolling of the eyeballs. You know, I've I've said it before that I feel like my parents were the, you know, turn out the light. You're going to you be fine. <laughs> yep. But they're loving. Yeah. They're understanding. But having to take that whole empathy into the workplace, my dad is going to be listening to this and go, don't be speaking for me and my empathy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But I do feel like there was, it, it was just a different time. Yeah. And, and, and not that you don't care about people and not that you don't listen to people, but the whole, there's got to be so much empathy at work, I think was just a little bit different. I'll tell you what my dad would say. What? Do what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what my dad would say. He was like, now, do what are you talking about? What or what? Like, he'd be like, get on out of here. I got some business to do. And so that then is a natural, you you kind of made the, the point, what you just said about your dad. And I... I think the natural next question is, what, if anything, in your mind has changed mm. in order to require more empathy, right? Because let's just say LinkedIn was around or, you know, wherever your social media is, it's been around mm-hmm. for, for 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And was empathy a buzzword 10, 15 years ago? Or is what's driving that now? Yeah. What is it? Am I like, am I just noticing it now or mm-hmm. has it always been there? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. And that's what I love about this podcast is I don't have all the answers, but it just brings up conversations. And so I'm going to go back to, you know, when I am on LinkedIn, there was this one article that really stood out. Yeah. And they were giving some statistics about empathy and why is it different now. And one of them was that 75% of Americans are less empathetic than they were 30 years ago. That was one. 75%, okay. Yeah, now, how much less? I don't know. It sure. didn't say, but just, just less. less. And then there was another statistic that said that college students are 40% less empathetic than they used to be. And I was like, really? Why is that? So it just went on to say, you know, here's some thoughts, here's some ideas. And part of it was the social media thing, mm, that's right? That's really interesting. Yeah. So you're, you know, if you think about it, college age kids, they're on their phones, they're texting. They're sure. not necessarily in the room like we were because we didn't have the devices. cell phones. Yeah. yeah. We had to go down to the common hall and connect with people and talk to people and look them in the eye and see their facial expressions and kind of get to know them and just uh, the whole connecting and walking in their shoes type thing. Yeah. And that's your that's kind of lost in the digital age of what we do now. That's really interesting when I think about that. So I'm just thinking about me leading a team and you know, I have a team of whatever, five people, and I recently hire an intern and now all of a sudden they have this lack of empathy or this skill set, right? And I'm thinking about all of the information that is 
you know, pushed towards me through my social media around being a more empathetic leader. And so I wonder, you know, it does make me think, is there a need for leaders to be a stronger empathetic leader or demonstrating that skill in order to compensate for some of the the newer, earlier career, you know, people out of college or, you know, are we are we just trying to compensate for what's lost? Right. That's interesting. I did read something about why is empathy so prevalent? Why is it so important? It's the speed of change. There's so much change. It's happening so fast now. Things are expected to change. There is no real stability for a long, long time. It's just you're continuing to adapt, enhance, change, new technology, new system, new process, new approach, new business line, new customers. Uh Everything is new almost every day. And the empathetic leader manages the integration of those changes better than the leader who is less empathetic, Mm -hmm. right? The empathetic leader understands how people on their team will adapt, adjust, or accept those changes and who won't. And they'll think about how can they communicate that in a way so that the change can be absorbed. Yeah, because when you start to understand people, when you start to listen, you start to understand what drives them and what motivates them, what how to inspire them to go do what you need to do in the workplace. I think that's that's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. spot on. That, that for me was like, ah, it's the pace of change that's mm. driving this. Now, it could be also linked to some of the data that you shared around we're less sympathetic now. Yeah, well, and it takes me even to think, um, this is a little squirrel moment here, but to even think about, you know, what we're doing now with the whole work from home. There's so many people mm. working from home. So are we losing some of that empathy because we don't have that touch point that like we used to? And it was evident for me this week where we had someone in the office we haven't seen in a year. A year, yeah. And it was absolutely different than what it is when we're on like a Zoom call or, a you know, a webinar type call. Yeah, so. it really is. What I have found now working from home and now working in the office is... Oh man, once you have that face-to-face and that connection and that we're vibing all of a sudden, going back mm-hmm. to a Zoom environment is just, it's not as fun as it as it was earlier on. Right. If it was fun, right? There was some novelty of it and, and trying to make it work. But for me personally, having that connection, I am just so social and I love to see people's faces <laughs> and, and it's just different for me personally. So... I'm I'm with your squirrel. I completely agree with that. I think that face to face is huge. Yeah, it just I, I can't. I, it's really hard to describe what that feeling is. But when I saw that person we hadn't seen in so long, I mean, I just want to give them a big old hug. And before they go, I even want a bigger hug. Like, don't go. <laughs> yeah, and and how, so empathy tying into that for you, it's the idea that with less connection we lose that skill set of empathy. Yes. But with that greater connection and that seeing each other, that social component, our empathy potentially may increase. Yes, yes. And there's just, it's you know, I'm able to have different levels of conversation, different deep conversations because of that connection. And so, man, when I when you asked me about that definition and it took me back to my early career definition, man, I can think back to early career and Think I, I think I had some misses with empathy. I think I had some real misses because there, I wasn't connecting, right? And it was a check-the-box activity. And so I, I just— So when I, you say—I want to interrupt you. <laughs> when you say check-the-box, what does that mean? Well, it's almost like, you know how there's attributes of a leader, 
Yeah. And you've got to be empathetic. You've got to be listening. delegating. You've got to be listening. You've got to be, here's all these things that you need to be doing. Yeah. I It was a check the box. I went into that conversation. I was empathetic. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> listening type thing. And okay, I can, you know, I can understand that. Sure, that's not a problem. Or let's figure out how we work with that. But it was not really coming from within. Mm-hmm. It was coming from the checklist of this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what it's supposed to sound like. And Does you that felt make sense? The, oh, absolutely. It makes sense. So you felt the impact of that. What was the impact in your mind? You're thinking back, you're looking back 10 years and you're saying, man, I just wish I would have because it would have. What, what was the impact lost or what was just the impact? Forget lost. I think I was not able to go and have a deeper relationship with that employee. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think back of the conversations, it, it was really, I, I didn't have children of my own, right? I have some beautiful, amazing stepchildren. And it, it, when it came to childcare and I needed this and I needed that and oh. this day and that day, it just seemed like a lot for me. And at the time I was like, my goodness, isn't there, you know, someone else that can, that can, can they, help the taxi with this? come pick them up? <laughs> yeah. Can, <you> know, <laughs> they were a married couple. And I was like, man, can't the other half come help with some of, yeah. some of this? But I never went in deep with what is, you know, what are all the appointments about, mm-hmm. right? Was there something deeper? Was Could I have connected and like, man, that, that's got to be really tough. Mm. And maybe the other parent was doing 50% of it, but there's so much because there could have been some real medical issues there that I didn't dig into. Mm. And I just, man, I was like, that was a mess for me. So over time, then you've expanded your. Oh yeah, I okay. mean, and I'm I'm going to ask appropriate questions. I'm not going to dig in where you have to tell me what's going on, but they may want to mm-hmm. share that. And so I'm just going to have some very open conversations where they feel the openness. If they want to share it with me, great. And once we do have those, then my team typically does, right? We share a lot of stuff. And it just helps me to understand where they're coming from. Can I put more on their plate right now? Should it go in a different direction? What are the types of things that they can handle right now? And so I think that having more of the empathy really helps me to do a better job in my leadership on where I delegate and how I just connect with my people. Yeah, and it really is. It goes back to that comment of, what are all the things that somebody is dealing with? And and I put it in the frame of the changes. What are all the changes? Because the changes aren't just at work. So those changes I mentioned earlier, right? It's a new process. It's a new project. It's a new, you know, business line. But it really is around home too. What yes. are the changes? Do I now, you know, is is my parent ailing for some unknown reason? Or is my spouse having some health issue to deal with? Or, you know, am I having to move house or... The changes could be on both sides, a personal and a business perspective, and the two just mesh, right? The the personal and the business, as an employee, you don't walk into the door and you don't go, well, goodbye, personal life. No. Hello, business. <laughs> you can't let it go. Yeah, that's right. And you know, and I'm, I am one of those people that when I do hit the door, I am more business than I am personal, mm-hmm. but not everybody's like that. And so that's where, as you grow in your leadership, you start to see that everybody's different and their lives are different and their lives are a part of them. They can't just leave it at the door and they shouldn't, right? And you can't expect them to. So I think that is, man, just a real opportunity for growth in leaders. When I think about this, I'm also thinking, okay, I'm struggling with my empathy. I know that. People Mm. tell me all the time, I'm not very empathetic. 
They do? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're, the hypothetically. Hypothetically. Okay. Because I think you would say that I'm pretty empathetic. I've learned empathy from you. So, yeah, I would say you're pretty empathetic. And I'm probably surprisingly <laughs> empathetic. Most people don't even believe that I can be empathetic. But I do. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty empathetic. Yeah. Anyways, it's not about me. All right. So there are some of us who are naturally empathetic, right? It's the way we were born. It's in our genes, whatever it is, nurture and nature. Those of us who struggle with it, why do you think we struggle with it? Do you have thoughts around why some are just, man, they, they just haven't quite figured that out yet? I would say I can only share my experience, mm-hmm. right? And I think from my experience is, I think that sometimes people are not listening enough. Mm-hmm. And so I was not asking the right questions. So I'm talking versus listening, right? And I am just kind of going with what I know versus digging in. And so I think as I've grown in my leadership, I've learned to ask more questions. So ask the question, listen to understand versus listening to respond. Here's what I have to say as a leader. Here's what I'm supposed to do next. And like really just stop and listen. And pay attention. Pay attention. Really focusing in on the nonverbals. It's the whole communication package, right? Yes. It's like, what are the eyes telling me? What are the words telling me? And our brains will absolutely say, this is not connecting. This is not in alignment, right? The words might say something, but the eyes or the mouth or the face, facial features are telling me something different. And so really paying attention to the whole entire picture. What is the person presenting to you at the time? That's right. Can I give you another squirrel moment? Sure. We got two on this episode. Let's do it. Yeah. So one of those articles I was reading on LinkedIn, it was so interesting, was about Botox. Oh. Yeah. And it was about how children, they're starting to see a trend where the connection for the child is starting to slide because of young mothers getting Botox. And so they're unable to see their facial expressions and connect with them because of that. The freeze. Yeah. The freeze is happening. (laughs) Like I've locked my face permanently. Okay, now we see some impact of that and how children are learning to read the signs of their Yes, and the body language, you know, that whole, because it can come from facial expressions. And so, yeah, I just just thought that was interesting. What were you going to say? It makes me, that. so I'll (laughs) go to another squirrel, but that makes me think of my daughter. She can read me so well and I can walk in the door after that. So I don't do a whole lot of Botox, I guess, but maybe I need to. <laughs> she, the minute I hit the door after the end of the day, she'll say, oh, it looks like you had a good day today. Tell me about it. Or she'll say, oh, it looks like you're a little worried or you're, are you stressed right now? Are you irritated? What's going on? And it's shocking to me because she can, I mean, she's right just about 99% of the time. And so that tells me a couple of things. Probably mm-hmm. everybody else can read me. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just, I'm not a very good poker player. But it, it, you're absolutely right when I think about how important it is, the empathy and how we see people and what we're listening to and the connections between those two things is really critical. And as leaders, we have to think about, I, I like your point there when you said, I started to really focus on listening, truly listening to the words and the person versus 
thinking, 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 what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? What, how do I rebuff this? Or how mm-hmm. do I defend this? Or how do I keep this conversation moving so they get out of my office? Yeah. It really is about that time and, and listening to somebody else. And it's that's the whole point. Like, it's not about you. It's Because you're just, those people that can, are constantly thinking like, what do they see in me? What am I supposed to say? What what am I supposed to feel? What am I, what, what are, what does my body language look like? Versus just put all that aside and focus in on that other person and what is their body language? What are they saying? What are they feeling? That's, I think that's the key. That's a critical skill in my mind of new leaders, leaders in role for, you know, three to five years is really getting out of their own head and being, mm-hmm. you know, conscientious about I'm the one who's supposed to have all the answers. Yes. I'm supposed to have the direction, the vision, all of those things and really getting outside of themselves and thinking about how do these people need me or how should I be supporting them or what are they looking for in a leader? And I I can see that now, even for myself, you know, as a a first-time leader, yeah, I have all the answers. I mean, the company promoted me and I'm in charge. (laughs) And probably running with that a little bit further than what was needed or necessary. And so I think it's an important thought an important thing for newer leaders to think about, right? Because we can get caught up in, I need to have all the answers and I need to be providing the direction and really thinking about what does the team need and am I fulfilling that? And it's there's a transition that happens over some time. Mm-hmm. And just depending on the skill set, some might take a little bit longer, some might take a little bit shorter, but it really is thinking about others versus what's the next thing I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were talking about how your daughter reads you, yeah, I was like, that, then she probably has a high level of empathy, right? Because she's able to get outside of her own box and not like, mm. hey, mom, you're home. Look at me. Look what I did. Mm. You know, focus on me. She's yeah. focusing on you. And I think that is, that's that. So you and I were having a conversation the other day about this whole judginess and self-centeredness and does that play into empathy and things like that? Do you think it does? You know, I do. When I think about this, there is judgment, right? We we live in a world where maybe others judge us or we feel like they judge us. And maybe we even judge others. I know I make judgments. And there's a deeper conversation about judgment and discernment. But, you know, to me, when I think of judgment in this way, I'm thinking about oh, look at her. Who does she think she is? I'm talking about that kind of judgment. Mm -hmm. Why would she wear those kinds of shoes today? Or look at him. Who's he think he is? And (laughs) look at the way he's behaving. It's it's that kind of, in, in my mind, what I would call pettiness, gossipiness, just this judgment of others. And superficial. I, super, there you go. I think that's fair. And I think when when we see the world that way or we have that frame of mind, we either engage it in ourselves or we're constantly thinking about who's judging me. Yes. They, if, if I see it that way, they see it that way. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think absolutely that impacts our ability to demonstrate empathy mm-hmm. or to feel empathy because we're very focused again on ourselves and thinking about how do other people see me? How am I showing up? What am I supposed to say? And we're no longer thinking about the other person on the other side. That's right. It's like you got to walk into the room and it's how do you focus on them? What are they here for? What do they need? What is what is this moment about for them on the other side of the table? And some people just can't do that. 
So I have one more question. My question is, do you think leaders can overdo empathy? I do think you can overdo empathy. I don't know that I can describe what it looks like or Uh where it comes from, but I do absolutely think when you're just being too, you got your rose-colored glasses on like Uh I can sometimes, and you're just putting that first every time versus there has to come a day when you got to be able to focus on the work. What would you say about it? I like your comment there. There's a transition period, right? I think it's good to lead with empathy. I, I like your point, right? It's like, let's lead with empathy. But at a certain point, we are running a business, right? We're talking about leaders running a business or maybe running a team, leading a team. And there is still objectives that the the group has committed to. And I think leading with empathy is important, but at the same time, the leader has got to understand at what point do they begin to transition and really focus in on those objectives, which goes to my second question is a perfect transition here. Today show quality, and the transition (laughs) is that it really comes down to the level of relationships we have. Yeah. So a second article that I saw recently was the better quality relationship, the easier it is for you to employ empathy right? So you have stronger relationships, stronger connection. It's easy to be empathetic with those people. The people that you don't have as strong of a relationship with, and you mentioned this earlier, mm-hmm. early on in your leadership, in your, in your role as a leader, but the, the people we don't have as strong of a relationship with, it's a little harder for us to be empathetic. It's a little bit easier for us to just go, ah, that's your problem, right? you got to mm-hmm. deal with that. And let me tell you what I need from you. So at the end of the day for me, when I think about this, Leaders, it's about how we build relationships and it's creating a priority around building relationships and really knowing your people and and understanding when do you need to flex that empathy muscle and, and maybe when you don't. Right. Yeah. And it just takes me back to those decisions too. I think it helps you in decision making. So when you have those relationships and you have the empathy and where's that person coming from and what's going on with them it helps you maybe to see that maybe they're not a good fit in that role. And maybe you need to move them to a different role or put get them in a place that they'll, they will thrive. And when you have the empathy to understand who they are and what drives them, it helps you to make those decisions. That's fantastic. So look, we got to leave them for one lingering thought, one lingering question. They've just finished this episode. What is the question you would leave for those who are listening to us today? I would just say, have you thought about empathy? Have you thought about the level of empathy that you bring to the table as a leader? Are you doing a checkbox, checklist, done? Or do you bring it into your decision-making and how you work with your team? All right, you, that was not just one question well, for the record. That was about three. <laughs> so you know, we'll give like, you three. Okay, thanks. Time, only this time around. So, so as okay. a recap, I liked it. I can go back to have you thought about empathy in your leadership lately? I thought it was fine. (laughs) So have you thought about empathy? How are you using it as a leader? Is it a check the box activity or have you integrated it into your approach with your team? Is it effective? We can give you a million and one questions, (laughs) but really at the end of the day, we hope that this was helpful. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. It has flown by. Here we are. We're already at the end. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. 
Listen, share this podcast with your leadership friends. When you're on there on social media and you see us and you see that little extra shot of leadership, hit the like button, hit the heart button, hit the whatever button below. That lets us know that I see you and we're supporting you. And it helps us fight the algorithm. (laughs) We're learning about that stinking algorithm. Zuckerberg, we are on to you. (laughs) So yeah, help us out. Share this with your leadership friends. Come back again for an extra shot of leadership. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. We had a, that's a wrap. That's a wrap.